0: hi i'm mike
1: i'm josh i'm dave and i'm and i'm josh
0: and this is
1: and we are
0: does it suck now now
1: now this week we are doing major league which obviously as dave pointed out it is memorial day weekend and at least personally hey hey this intro is as boring as baseball let's go No, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, look, the one thing that I missed the most in coronavirus Memorial Day weekend is no baseball. Because I really like baseball. And it didn't realize how much I liked it until it was ripped away from my life. (laughs) So, and all this about the 24-second clock and, oh, let's make baseball better and it's so boring. And screw all that. I like baseball and I miss baseball. And I just wanted to give like a 30-second I love baseball before we did a movie about baseball. So... Snore it up your ass, motherfucker.
2: (laughs) Can can you do it in a faster pace than a four hour nine inning baseball game
1: though? No, come on, you're exaggerating. Baseball games are And here's the first pitch.
3: It's Major League from nineteen eighty nine. There you go. Do that, solo. Why
0: don't you start us off by reading your haiku in your best Bob Euchre voice?
1: Oh, I can do that, and I think it'll work well in the Bob Youcher voice. Okay. (laughs) Has-beens, <laughs> wannabes, losers that win together. I hate the Yankees. <laughs> a, that's a really good too. That was really good.
0: So, Josh, what is uh, Major League about?
1: you asking this, Josh, or the other Josh?
0: I'm asking Josh Solo. Josh Solo, what is... Uh-oh. Even when we get confused when we're... <laughs> this Zoom thing is confusing. Josh Solo, what is Major League about?
1: Major League, as, uh, as the haiku referenced, is about a bunch of has-beens and wannabes uh, intentionally assembled by a scheming owner to lose so she can move the team to Miami. But hilarities ensue. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty good summary.
2: I'm right now, I'm just sitting here quietly, not enjoying the vibe I'm getting from all three of you guys. uh, I'm just going to wait to hear what happens, but but I'm just laying in the cut with a four-star review ready to go.
0: (laughs) I'm going to come right out of the gate and say that I'm on the fence. Uh, as to where where oh. I'm going, and but I want like I like these discussions. <laughs> I like our time together, and I like to like hash it out, old school, hash yeah. it out, and we decide at the end. And then I won't make my decision until the end.
1: All right, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping okay, mine. Uh, I'm keeping mine under wraps. I have a strong opinion, but I'm I'm keeping it. Uh, I'm not going to show my cards. Do you like
3: puns, Mike? Are you on the fence?
0: <laughs> I would like to be over the fence, like a home run,
3: like Serrano.
0: Like Serrano, but we'll see.
3: So like let's get into it. Yeah. So the woman who so Margaret Witten plays Phelps, who's the owner of the team. And wait, they I want to go in before
0: this. I want to go in before this. I just
3: want to shout out to her. I thought she was great. I enjoyed her a lot in the movie.
0: I also enjoyed her, but I want to go to the credits, the opening and game.
3: her poster. I liked her poster a lot. <laughs> um, there's a
0: Randy Newman song <laughs> that you just heard, has a lot of lyrics about Cleveland. It uh-huh. seems like it seems like See they, it seems like they went to him and were just like, Randy, baseball, Cleveland, go. And he's like, The Cleveland's all the best <laughs> in the river and the sausages, delicious. You know, he just like went off. It's like,
1: what do I know about Cleveland song form?
0: <laughs> it's, it's a long
1: lizards.
2: montage. Yeah. It's, it's a sure. long montage that opens yeah. the movie of like blue collar run down industrial Cleveland. And they, they are not shy with hammering that point home.
0: Randy Newman is so goofy as a singer that I don't really understand his popularity. But somehow when I hear Randy Newman's song, I'll listen to like a minute of him and be like, oh, that's not bad. Like, hey, man, he's doing something there. (laughs) It's,
1: It's the same allure like that crazy guy screaming on the corner might have a point
3: it was timing randy newman got famous do- for timing when there was storytellers i think when did he become famous because i feel like
2: i only know randy Mo- newman from this movie and jokes about randy newman in other media
3: the toy story
1: He's using a lot of <laughs> family guy loves a randy newman joke i hated toy story
2: i Story. Oh, toy story, yeah, toy yeah. story. But, and, and cool. this is yeah for our
3: <laughs> listeners you can correct me please but when did Randy Newman get fame? Got famous? When did he get famous? Because well, I feel like he came up probably in the late '70s when the singer songwriter was the thing.
0: Well, I'm gonna go on a on a totally unsubstantiated uh, official My <laughs> Randy favorite. Newman unofficial biography right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did okay. get popular in the '70s, and I feel like he did was he sings about cities a lot, and he has like a funny songs like "Sure People." and uh so he <laughs> so they probably went to him and in the 70s they just loved it when people sang about like the city or a city or some place like new Orleans or like la and they were just like
3: for an <laughs> you know, italian some, restaurant
0: yeah philadelphia freedom another i don't know if that's, uh, I don't let's like, not
2: let's not lump elton john into that, that
0: not but bad. i mean like he's got a <laughs> city song. What i'm saying is he has a city song yeah you're right for him, you just make a song about a city or maybe like, you know, the short people song. Remember that was like the song for uh, Sesame Place?
3: Like, was it really? Oh yeah. You know, got nobody. <laughs> no
0: people got.
3: <laughs> also a good a good montage. Yeah,
0: a good montage.
3: It was a great human writes montage music. I even think what that what short people wasn't that in Twins too? Another movie yeah. we should revisit. We I got have a twin about it. <laughs> so in major league,
0: yeah, see, we haven't done a lot on Randy Newman, <laughs> but the song now. does sound like he's looking at the montage and he's like, there's that bridge and over there's a train. Like he just, was <laughs> like,
3: stacks everywhere the river. <laughs> they never thing. saw the family guy thing where it was like Randy Newman, left foot, right foot. Left yeah, that's, foot
0: what he, that's, uh, that's what he does. But all right, we can get into the movie. But again. it works.
2: It totally works. It sets the mood in a
3: very effective way. It really works in this movie. They can only you afford one Randy them. Newman song, by the they way. They go right
1: from Randy Newman to the board meeting where, yeah. where, they, where she like breaks it out and she's like, look, we're going to suck. Here's terrible players. Go get them. Let's go. And yeah, that guy is great also. She's great.
2: And the guy who plays like the general manager who she bosses around. Uh, he's yeah. great too. And he definitely has like a world war two tattoo or a Vietnam tattoo on his arm. I noticed that. <laughs> I, uh, was, this is a random thing to notice. He had like the military buzz cut. I wonder if that was a character detail or if that was his real tattoo. Either way, it works.
0: I can't say there's much character details, but, of really anyone besides, like, the real... I disagree film. completely. What? Well, Josh, name... Okay, name one other person on the team besides, like, the guys you see all the time, which is, like, uh, Wesley Snipes, Charlie Sheen... Uh, besides, uh, like, the eight characters that or... I can
2: name? They're, like, yeah, the but, eight characters I can name but There's, <laughs> like,
0: a bench full of dudes with mustaches and mullets who we don't know who <laughs> they are from the
2: it's, it's, like, a... Uh, hour and 45 minute movie like how many characters do you want they give you they give you a catcher they give you a pitcher an outfielder a shortstop a manager a general manager the owner the girlfriend all the characters, all the dinner guests are are great characters. This movie is fucking awesome. I'm gonna convince hey, hey, all wait, of wait, you guys. Like, this is the greatest baseball hey. movie ever made. Take a
1: deep breath. Take a deep
0: breath. No, You're early
2: in
1: the. I'm, I'm holding Take it in.
3: <laughs> I have a question for you. In
1: so this is this is important. This is like uh, logistical. Did, was everybody's version like an hour and thirty seven minutes?
0: yeah like around there 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 was no hidden hidden
1: cut like last week that we like forgot about well there's a
0: deleted scene I was reading where they make the owner they try to make her sympathetic at the end but then all the the movie like when they show the movie before it comes out all the audiences were like no we want to hate her so they just took out that scene and they were like yeah and that's right Well,
4: Well, what do you mean?
5: I know what you've been trying to do to this team after the season I want no part of it (laughs)
4: I knew I could count on Charlie to tell you. I was just afraid he'd wait too long.
5: Why'd you want him to tell me?
4: So you'd tell the team. Hopefully getting them mad enough so they'd knock themselves out trying to prove they belonged in this league. I think it worked.
5: You're trying to make me believe that you wanted us to win all along? Mm -hmm. Bull. What about the plane, the bus, the bad hotels?
4: We were broke. We couldn't afford anything better. Donald left the team nearly bankrupt. If we'd had another losing season, I would have had to sell this team. I knew we couldn't win with the players we had, so I decided to get new players and see how they'd do with the proper motivation. There never was any offer from Miami. I made it all up.
5: Why should I believe any of this? Now that we're winning, it's easy for you to jump on a bandwagon.
4: If I really wanted you to lose, all I had to do was to send your best players back to the minors. But I didn't do that, did I?
1: Okay, because that's because uh, I have many notes throughout where I like always, and I, I'm not looking at it. I think as so much as a negative as Mike, but it's certainly not as much of a positive as spread. Where there's, there's a lot so many like, things I that want, tell you about these characters. I'm like I just I want more. Like I'm like yeah, I'm, a, I'm like I want more. Like they're giving me a little like bits and pieces here and there, but like, oh. I want to see more about this, and they just blitz
3: right through. Let's not leave out the huge plot line here where not only does she tell them that the team sucks, but if the team sucks enough and they don't get enough attendance, uh, she can then, she has an offer from Miami to move the entire team to Miami. So that's the big motivation there.
0: Right, and does she really have to like be in Cleveland to own a team? That was like another thing. I was like, why don't you just go to Miami?
1: Right, she like, make money it. She was her husband died. She's like they. She I understand
0: expensive. that. I understand, <laughs> that. And, but she is like exorbitantly wealthy. Like she can just go and live in Miami and come back every now and then and check in on Cleveland. I mean, what? Yeah, you know? she doesn't
2: have to yeah, pay yeah. attention to the team if she doesn't care if they win or lose.
0: I just solved I just solved her problem in the. In yeah, the that's the mannequin years. moment. The movie is invalidated moment.
1: at this. The it's yeah. the movie's pointless moving forward. I would I walk matter. into her
0: office and say, <laughs> "Look, you can just let your team be good. You can just go to Miami. You're rich."
3: Oh, I thought you were gonna say just take <laughs> just take the baseball team home and fuck it. That's what I thought you were gonna say.
1: That's basically that's basically what he's saying. She definitely sexually harasses at least four guys on the team. Oh, definitely. Oh, the amazing locker room scene is, is great, yeah.
4: You wanted to talk to the bitch? Yeah. Don't you think you ought to cover yourself with a towel first, Mr. Brown?
5: We're out of towels, And I'm too old to go diving into lockers.
4: I can take it if you can.
5: What happened to the new whirlpool we were supposed to get?
4: Revenue problems have forced us to cut back on equipment. Ooh. Cups still work, though. We'll simply have to fix the old whirlpool. You fixed it
5: six times already. Now there's no hot water in the shower.
4: Pipes in this building are old and rusted. We're replacing them, but it's a long, expensive process.
5: Uh-huh to keep Sorry. my players healthy with cold water and no therapy equipment
4: your players will just have to get a little tougher what are they a bunch of pansies
5: over 162 games even tough guys get sprained sore arms muscle pull. It's only
4: temporary besides these guys weren't playing that good when the equipment was working I could get anybody to come out and watch this team. None of this would be necessary. Um, I wanted to ask
3: a, a sports question since I don't give up as some much good as you guys do. good buns in this movie. Mm, I know. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, buns. <laughs> well, there's buns <laughs> in this movie. Is it yeah, is sorry, that the Cleveland Indians <laughs> had a 34-year slump? of never winning the pennant because I never kept track or fact-checked that. I'm pretty sure it was longer than that now.
2: They went to the World Series in the early 90s, though. So
1: it was like four or five years after this movie came out. Dude, it was the Indians and the Cubs in 2016. It was the two most losing as France.
0: But uh, that is right. The last time the Indians won the World Series was in 1948.
1: That's true. They don't even have a Babe Ruth curse, Jesus. (laughs) They just, no, they just straight up suck.
0: All of us (laughs) from second tier cities will understand this is that. Uh, every big city gets a curse or a story behind them losing like the Red Sox. It's like, oh, they like tripped over a goat or something and a gypsy cursed <laughs> them. But it's like, oh, when you like the Phillies, it's like, oh, why didn't you win the World Series? It's like, oh, we just suck. Like, we sucked for a hundred years and then we won. Yeah, but game. have you guys
2: lost a thousand baseball games? Yeah, 10,000 losses.
0: 10,000.
1: Not not a thousand. 10,000. 10, 10, 10, 10, my bad. 10, I thought that was 000. weird. Yeah. 10, it's, they
0: were the first professor yeah. Sports team to 10,000 losses We're talking about the Philadelphia yep. Phillies If uh... Yes
1: all of us are fans thereof so, it, Which is a long way of saying we can
2: relate To like the atmosphere that this movie sets up Really brilliantly yeah. I would say Where they uh, really put you in the In the mindset of like Someone who works a blue collar job And just watches baseball in like The old fashioned kind of way uh, this, <laughs> this movie This movie reminds me of baseball When I fell in love with it before like life got too busy to be in love with baseball anymore kind of thing and it, it really takes me there in a way that I usually don't like I don't like baseball nostalgia but this movie just personally because of when it came out does that to me I have to admit
3: 1989.
0: Well, I think what really makes what really makes this movie and I'm not this is what I'm really trying to assess here and I'm not sure it's a good movie if you don't have Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes in this movie because they really I think take this movie to another level.
2: You know like, The Godfather yeah, sucks if you take out Al, Al Pacino and Marlon Brando. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I I yeah, was going
0: <laughs> But you know what we're saying like last week we're talking about Robin Hood and we're saying you know, here's a great cast except for one guy who happens to be the whole movie like hinges on him. But I mean, like yes. this movie, I think it's like you could easily have had nobodies in those parts. And this is a- No, incredible. oh my God. I don't, what movie did you guys watch? Well, they were- There's so many good characters in this movie. Wesley Snipes like is not a- dozen. The easy
1: Leslie- answer is yeah. to give credit to those two guys for the movie. But I honestly thought that Tom Beringer as a He's leading great. guy, it was really really good. He's a great, great. actor,
0: but there's and a couple. It brings a lot of pathos
1: to the role. But it's it's back to the criticism earlier is that like I thought that like those two characters, Mike, like Willie Mays Hayes and fucking Rick Fawn, uh-huh. were so good but so like incomplete i wanted so much more of those guys like they just weren't even in the movie enough i mean yeah it was a lot of tom berger and he was good to carry it when he did but like i wanted more like towards the very end of the movie not to get like way out of context but there's a scene where you know a certain whatever spoiler like after rick fucks roger dorn's wife and she comes out and you realize that rick vaughn lives with Taylor, they're yeah, It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like where, are of where are all of those scenes? Where you don't need those
2: scenes. Those scenes are irrelevant. This movie is a comedy. It does have like sadness to it, but you don't need those scenes. You get enough from it by seeing. want
1: those scenes?
2: I want well, those. It's I, better I, for I a movie I to leave to you waiting.
0: I want more of a movie about those guys and less about.
2: While I Wallach. like to fucking direct this movie, this is, this is not that kind of movie. No, it's I'm a fast-moving saying... baseball movie.
0: I'm not saying it has to be but I'm I'm with you and I almost feel like like all right Wesley Snipes is not a star when this movie comes out. So that's a great piece of casting there and he steals a lot of scenes he's in. Yeah. Same with Charlie Sheen and same with uh uh Serrano. Um, I can't remember the actress. Pays
1: but yeah.
0: So they they do a lot of scene, scene stealing. But I I mean I I did think the movie was funny. But I could have done without like though I love Tom Berenger, he was a little mopey and then there's like a lot of scenes where he's just breaking into random apartments of people. (laughs) Nobody locks them. (laughs) Nobody thinks it's like strange. He's just like, hey, I'm here i'm here and she's like you're in my apartment (laughs) like that was a thing
2: in the 80s that people just accepted in movies it was just like a like a like a thing you did in the 80s
0: nobody blinked they're like oh he's
1: here again like you can't call anybody you kind of have to either show up in person send a letter or get them on a landline also
2: like (laughs) Renee russo's got a great apartment which gives you the uh like tom are like coming up the stairs and you see him and he has the great line where he said whose place are we at now And I think that two things that I want to address that you guys said, I think one, I think Berenger is mopey, but it brings an element to the movie that I think enriches the movie. He's really sad. He's generally like a sad person and he's really fucking desperate. And he's made some really terrible choices that they tell us about that are awful. Like he totally deserved to get dumped and left behind in life. He was a piece of shit, but he still really loves her. And I think Rene Russo does a really good job of showing that like, she really loves him, too, but she doesn't know what to do with him anymore. Like, you can read this into these performances without the movie spelling anything out for you. And I love it. I love it. It's just That's all I ask for in a movie. Just show yeah. me.
3: Wait, wait, wait. You could do this whole movie way, way, way less of the love interest stuff. You could still have right. the love interest thing, but because the charismatic thing that I love about the movie, I love the, you know, training days when they all are, when they all come in and they're mm-hmm. doing their training camp. I love the middle of the movie gets slow because of the romance. It should have been a little more like Slapshot where, you know, it's more about the team. It's more about that sort of thing because that's really where I think the movie picks up for me. And beyond that, you I think you can still have the Rene Russo thing, but they I felt like they spent a lot of time on that, where you were like, okay, <laughs> let's yeah, get back I, to baseball.
2: <laughs> I agree with you, but at the same time, like I think those are all your criticisms are totally correct, and there's probably like a more universally beloved movie if you trim that. What you're saying, like really shorten up the Rene Russo stuff, make it a little snappier, get a couple more jokes in, and then move it on but I would like not change a single second of this movie. I like that you care. I like that it's schmaltzy. I like that. It's like, it's just super earnest. And like, like Mike said, you have Charlie Sheen and Wesley Snipes, just like pulling superstar shit out of their asses. And and as like side roles, you have the guy who plays the manager, uh, Lou, Lou Brown (laughs) is every line that dude says in this movie is an A plus line reading. If for a, he's got a thousand batting average. He's still like hitting like twenty hits in a row in this game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run out of baseball metaphors, but dude, dude's like twenty for twenty over a five over like a week period.
5: Well, you may run like Maze, but you hit like shit. With your speed, you should hit the ball on the ground and be legging them out. Every time I see you hit one in the air, you owe me twenty push-ups.
2: <laughs> hey. He's just killing everything. I love it. I think the script is so economical. This guy is like, he wrote the sting. Um, and he wrote a bunch of other, uh, pretty well-known movies and TV shows, but the sting would have been his big one. But like, it's just, this is a movie, David S. Ward, he directed it too. This is a movie made by somebody right. Who loves the craft of writing an hour and a half movie loves the craft of baseball has like just enough of like, kind of like that baseball is mystical thing going on. And I think that goes hand in hand with Mike's, uh, what did you call it, Mike, before we were on um, Lawyer Blues soundtrack? (laughs) (laughs) Lawyer Blues soundtrack, where it's just like uh. this super earnest, like baby boomer shit. But in this movie, I love it. Like, I hate Randy Newman. I hate baseball nostalgia. (laughs) But I love this movie.
1: No, David Ward is also apparently a huge Cleveland Indians fan. And he wrote this because he felt like, in his own words, this would be the only chance I get to see them win.
2: I think it's all over this movie. That's all and well they don't enough. even win the World Series. They win a game to get into the playoffs. They win a, like, a like extra regular season game. And they're, like, <laughs> falling apart at the seams to do it, too. And it's perfect. It's perfect. Like, why would you change it? It's, this, is ba- this is Rocky of baseball. This is the Rocky of baseball. Because
3: it could be better. Well, here's a question, okay? First of all, did this movie inspire the 1996 movie with Tom Selleck? called mr baseball where he plays in japan so they just reversed it japan played in tom Selleck.
0: it's a totally that's a totally different movie what are you
3: talking about yeah what did this influence <laughs> but they do the same thing he's falling apart and everybody else yeah Was they this... both have
0: baseball is that the
3: ted dancing one <laughs> no no
1: that's
0: the one with um tom Selleck.
3: no but it's also do they have like the side note people like you know how in this they have like the punk rockers who are like, oh, this, the Cleveland Indians are shitty. And the construction mm-hmm. workers are like, oh, they're still shitty. And like, you know, the Japanese guys who do the field. And then they did the same thing in Mr. Baseball. I mean, and also to answer your question about what this movie, I think you said something about Wesley Snipes and Charlie Sheen not being in it. Like, would it be as good or whatever? I think the best example of it not being as good if they weren't in it is Major League Two you know, the sequel where Wesley Snipes wasn't in it. <laughs> Side note, Cole Alexander, it actually is in, what's the name of, he's in like a major rock band that actually major a lot rock band. play.
2: They
1: play Wild Thing? No. They're
3: not a minor rock band? Like a triple A <laughs> rock band?
0: <laughs> Was he in uh, Cole Temple Pilots, the <laughs> Cole <laughs> Alexander fronted Stone Temple Pilots tribute band? <laughs>
3: I think it might have been like, like like he's like, is he in in that
0: band Cole? Lot of love, the Cole Alexander fronted Led Zeppelin tribute.
3: No, Cole Cole Portier. Portier. They're a Cole (laughs) Porter tribute band. That they're French (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I gotta find this out now. Uh, I'll find it later. Cole Portier. Black Coal Sun,
0: sorry, the the coal on the tribute. this could be the rest of the podcast if you want it to be. Um. <laughs> I'm just,
2: I've been trying to think of one. I've been like burning my my like smoke coming my ears, trying to think of a funny one, and I just keep laughing. I'm like,
0: <laughs> this is this is a talent that just comes to me. I don't have many talents, but the ones I have, let me tell you. So wait, solo. You were saying?
1: Oh no, I totally lost. I lost my train of thought. No, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about your your self critical comedy line about always swinging for the fences and tied that. I like to think
0: baseball, of this podcast but... as we're like major league. You know, we're gonna win.
1: We were assembled to fail. Oh no! So I remember. I remember where I was going. I remember. I remember.
2: <laughs> I remember. And <laughs> Mike blew out his knees doing it.
0: We won the podcast World Series against This American Life. <laughs> Ira Glass, we're like, we're like <laughs> that Appomrade. Come Ira on, Glass. bring it.
2: <laughs> this did episode's gonna one. be Dan. Dan Harmon did thirty <laughs> hours on World War One. We're doing fucking thirty-five hours on Major League. Start the clock right now,
0: yeah, Dan Carlin. <laughs> It's, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna whip your ass it. and again and again, Dan Carlin. <laughs>
1: any anybody else, any one of you other three guys, find all of the women in this movie ridiculously hot.
2: Oh, Renee Russo, Renee Russo is a ten out of ten in this movie. Rene Russo 10 out of 10. The,
1: the owner and 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 the sneak attack possible hottest Mrs. Dorn.
2: I I like Mrs. Dorn too. Jill was not impressed by Mrs. Dorn, but having seen this movie when I was ten, I was very impressed by Mrs. Dorn. That red yeah, dress no, is I,
3: seared I, in my brain. I was just like, all of these women are. Can Mike, every time something like that comes up, can you make like a hair metal like spank Like a segment,
0: like like a morning radio segment. Yeah. We're like, and this week on the Spank Bank,
3: we got Renee Rousseau. Whatever.
1: I guess I guess I am like 10, 11 at this point
3: watching this movie. So, yeah. <laughs> and what's her, And Margaret Witten. Oh, wow.
2: How many times do they say fuck in this movie? 70? A lot. About, four, I think, four. Four? Are you out of your mind?
0: Wait, <laughs> we're all over the place. Josh has 70, Dave has four. <laughs> yeah, in
2: 1989, when I was 10 and renting this movie from Tower Records or whatever tower video it was it was a lot of fuck f-bombs
3: it's not a quentin tarantino movie
0: there was a nice little detail about renee russo that she kind of slips in there she goes uh i quit sports three years ago and like now i'm a librarian yeah it's like damn
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's so good (laughs) and she does have a much better body
3: i have the biggest selection of collectible rare selectable books rare, rare collectible books that's what she does Right.
0: I, I don't know. She works in a library. <laughs> I don't know. Is that it? we were both athletes, world class,
1: hot for each other. What more could we have in
4: common? I stopped being an athlete three years ago, Jake. Books are my life now.
3: Don't you? But then the like hot librarian look that she has when he goes mm-hmm. to see her at work, I was like, that's why she's in this movie. This movie meant a lot mm-hmm. to me.
2: Did I mention that? I
3: want. <laughs> I want to be a combination of Tom
2: Berenger and Charlie Sheen. With a, with a little Wesley Snipes thrown in. And then I wanted to find a girl who looked like Renee Russo in the library scene. That was like, at like 10 years old, I was like, all right, that's this is life, Your life path is charted. I
3: understand this path that I need to go on. And, and that's what I did. Got it. I wouldn't be surprised if you actually mentioned that to Mike and I since we knew you when you were 10. I don't know if Re- <laughs> Rene Russo would have made me cool to talk about When we were like, uh,
0: (laughs) Sprague, I got her phone number. It's 555
4: 1934. yeah. I was going to say that. He
2: reads that line like 1934 means something,
5: though. Oh, worse.
4: Please, he's watching us.
5: I'm not leaving till you give me your number.
4: All right. It's 555
2: 1934. Thank you. that yeah. like she's thinking about something. That's what I mean. This is a great movie. That's a stupid throwaway line. That's just like dumb exposition.
3: Can we also it? say that the plot to this movie is the same as the producers, the movie, the producer? Yes, it's totally the producers. I've had that All same right, thing. Right. Sports form <laughs> yeah. in sports form with a lot of jock straps. Hey, the guy who
2: plays. All right, so these are the characters that are awesome in this movie. You got Taylor. You got Vaughn. You got Willie Mays Hayes. Who, who may who may run like maze, but he hits like shit. <laughs> you got um, you got the sexy librarian. You got the showgirl owner. You got the general manager. You got the manager. You got um, the Yankee, the dude in the Yankees, who's great. You got Corbin Burnson and his wife. We're we're into double digits characters that have awesome moments. And there's even like I love like there's a scene when um, Vaughn throws at a guy and he almost hits him. And the dude gets up and he's pissed and he's like about to charge him out. And Taylor's trying to stop him. He's like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. And you see the dude, this is just some random actor who's got nothing. But he like calms down and he looks at Taylor and he just goes, fuck you, Taylor. And he keeps walking. Oh, yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's just like so lived in. I fucking love this movie. It's it's incredible.
3: Can I also, I love some of these parts when the, the training camp, I was actually one of my favorite. I mean, even just growing up, that was always the funniest to me. And I didn't think about it now. So I, (laughs) first of all, Coburn Burnson gets the chest hair vest Roger Dorn. Roger Dorn gets the chest hair vest award for this episode. And Wesley Snipes gets the Jesus Abs Award. And I love the, I love the meatballs moment, the movie, the meatballs moment with Snipes where they take his bed and they put him outside. Uh Uh-huh. And yep. I immediately was like, "Oh, that's like meatballs." And and then he has, and then he's busting in his pajamas. He's running real fast. If you watch this movie, whoever listens to this, please look <laughs> at the two extras next to him when they're running. Oh, hilarious yeah. it's just they're just i don't i don't think wesley Snipes is very
2: fast he just he's got like that tom cruise he's good at looking like he's running fast but he's not yeah um,
0: well they said he was fast
1: good. in the fun he, he's
2: got he's got really expensive uh pajamas and he's driving like a beat-up old volkswagen that is good character detail solo
1: wait how do you know the pajamas are expensive first of all they just how look, look like it. they have a collar detail. and shit Oh my God. Kit? Come on. Do you have collar on your pajamas? Expensive pajamas.
2: <laughs> we didn't even talk about the old the old Jamie Moyer like guy.
0: Yeah, the Jamie Moyer guy is. is I was like, <laughs> we were all like, looked at that and I was like, he didn't seem as old when I watched it when I was a kid. But now it's like, there's no way that guy's playing baseball. Look at him. He's all, he... When
1: you see him with his shirt off, you're like, whoa, yeah, you need to take it easy well that's when
3: uh emily yeah emily said there are no i don't know if there's any jesus ads in this movie until we saw wesley snipes they're like oh we got one one yeah. for a sports movie there's one guy with a six-pack and that's it i do i love <laughs> the line
2: when he drinks joe Boo's. uh up your butt
5: joe Joe needs refill. And no, Joe uh, rum oh.
2: and he walks out on the field and he's like, Hey bartender, Joe Boo needs a top off.
0: <laughs> he has that great uh monologue or whatever, that, that great bit about like wiping the Vaseline, the sweat, the snot on the ball, because he's just gotta like give it all. That was a that was a great little bit.
2: And it's a great uh like dramatic line reading at the end when I mean, he's like I'll do anything I can. He's basically like, I'll do anything I can to keep playing baseball. What's
3: that shit on your chest?
5: Crisco, Bar Doll, Vegasil. Any one of them will give you another two to three inches drop on your curveball. Of course, if the umps are watching me close, I just drop a little jalapeno inside my nose, get it running, and if I need to load the ball up a little, just wipe my nose. You put snot on the ball? I haven't got an arm like yours. I got to put anything on it I can find. Someday you will too.
2: That's great. It's another great moment, Solo.
1: But And Bob Euchre, every time he, uh, look, the minor details, right? Bob Euchre, um, whenever he's calling one of the games that this guy's pitching, whenever he throws a ball, he calls it like a different lubricant. I don't know if you see that <laughs> instead of saying like it's a fastball, he's like it's a KY down the middle <laughs> or like <laughs> Um
2: They really I don't know if this was planned or not, but Bob Uecker's, like progression really works for the movie because you know, who knows if they shot this movie in sequence or not. So it's hard to tell like how much the performance was intentionally done that way, but like he starts out like he's enthusiastic at the beginning of the movie and it quickly divulges into just like hardcore drinking and not giving a shit anymore. There's one scene when he um he slurps like a no, he's he like cares. He tries to care at first, but he gives up quickly, and it like like regresses. There's a part where he pulls up like his soda, and he's just like like right next to the mic. <laughs> he doesn't care, and then by the end of it, he's like uh, you know, and then he kind of like swings back into it, and he becomes like happy announcer again. Like Bob Uecker has a character arc in this movie. It's
1: great. Well, in the very first scene, you see him. He has a huge bottle of Jack that he just cracks open, right? When he's like, hey, and it's another season, and he just opens the bottle of Jack Daniels.
0: So is that the drinking game you drink every time Bob Euchre drinks, which basically I think goes back to the same rules?
3: It's Dave's rules. Yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. drink every time Bob Euchre says something through a 2020 lens, that does not sound appropriate. <laughs> I have I have so many great Euchre one-liners <laughs> I wrote down. Or
0: just drink when Bob Euchre drinks. Yeah.
3: No, and here's wow. the thing. I'm going to address this just really quickly. He's addressing the team, but now that we've gone through so many years now, and you had the whole uh, the Redskins um, thing and everything. Now, when you listen to him use all the metaphors that are related to the team, you kind of go. yeah but it's still really funny i'm not going to say it isn't i think in the context it's it's he's hilarious and i and i loved him on mr belvedere too i just think you know that it's just a funny thing that when you watch it now if anybody watching it now watches it now you know and what i'm going to say a on that. juvenile
1: delinquent in the off season
3: <laughs> the california penal
1: league
0: <laughs> my favorite charlie sheen joke is when they first go out to dinner at the fancy restaurant And he goes, he goes, do we have any chili dogs?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a tie around his, like, vest.
5: Incredible. (laughs) I look like a banker in this. Sorry, Rick. those are the house rules. So, what are we going to have? What language is this? French? They got chili dogs over there? Forget it, I'll order. Let's have a toast.
0: Yeah.
3: No, he has That's
1: is a tie outfit. around his neck. A vest and a tie with <laughs> no shirt. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about Rick Vaughn for a while. Let's dive into the, into the man, the myth, the legend that is Rick Vaughn and Charlie Sheen's earliest role.
0: He could dress like that in New York now and nobody would bat an eye. They would just be like, yeah.
1: This guy's the most
2: awesome dude.
0: Yeah, he could dress like that, everything the same, and he could just walk around New York City and everyone be like, Whoa, that guy's very stylish.
3: Once again though, 80s punk. <laughs> like everything that's wrong with the world is always some 80s punk rocker. Do you notice that like through all the movies we've been watching that take place in that time? He's, the, he's a good guy
2: though. In no way do they do they ever paint him as a bad guy in this movie. He's like he stole a car and he dresses like a punk that's it. And he and like he doesn't even punch Dorn back uh dorn like punches him in the face and he just eats
1: it because he knows he was wrong he's like a good guy fun fun facts about i i found it fascinating i didn't know this about uh charlie sheen that he was actually a decent baseball player like probably the best in the cast other than pete vukovic and he was actually a pitcher and his natural speed coming into the movie was like 85 86. wow wow yeah and he also admitted to taking steroids
0: because he wanted to have a true <laughs>
1: baseball experience. He said what did,
2: what did you guys top out at? What was the fastest you ever clocked yourselves? Not 85,
1: 86. No. Uh, I got I got over 70 like once. I, I think know. maybe 69 was my top.
0: Yeah. So. You're on top in the top in the 69. <laughs> in
3: the 69. <laughs> boop boop. I don't know, I maybe
0: did something. I can't remember how fast I threw.
3: I think seventy seventy-five that's fast i had a pretty good arm i but a no i was wild thing and literally i went the minute they played the song in the movie i was like mitch williams i just thought because right after that the the 93 phillies were happening and they totally took that for mitch williams which i always loved watching him pitch because he literally would fall off the mound he was throwing the ball like so hard and it was like that whole charlie sheen thing
0: but you, but yeah. Really we're a wild thing. I uh, one of my friends, uh, a long-time I was, friend, a pitcher. my friend Brian would always tell me he would, every time I'd see him for a while and we'd get drunk and he would just be like, "Your brother was through so fast and so hard." And he hit me with a pitch in one of the games, <laughs> in one of the All Star games or something. He and he said he cried and it was really embarrassing because <laughs> he threw so hard. Where did I hit
3: him? I can't in the remember. Back?
0: I don't know. I'll had, get him to. I'll get him to chime in at some point. I had
3: three good innings. Three good innings, and and then you know, and this and this is all up until twelve years old. People, so it did not continue on. But you know, I had three good innings in me, and then I would just lose control, and I couldn't figure out how to get it back. And that was when uh, our dad was coaching me, and he'd be like, "He's out." Get him out of there. Come on. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) toast. I remember because I used
2: to pitch too. I remember going like in Little League, you would get like about three innings. They would let you pitch and then they'd get you out of there.
3: Unless they had their one guy. Like there was – so just some people from our childhood. There was a guy, Chris Estelo, who I actually think might have played minor league ball. No, I, I was
1: not a Rick Vaughn. I was definitely a Pedro Serrano in my Little League appearances.
0: You're of the voodoo religion? <laughs> yes.
1: Well, I mean, in Morristown, Ju- Judaism and voodoo were very similar. <laughs> Judo? Growing up, voodoo. <laughs> yeah, they're like, if you're Jewish, you might as well practice voodoo, you crazy, non Jesus loving guy. Yeah. But his accent at times goes from Haitian to Jamaican to Cuban. To like straight up Tony Montana It's a boy Oh, point.
3: I thought that too. Homem. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's I'm glad hilarious. He takes a oh, bat for the bat. It's
1: so great. <laughs> it's
2: like
3: that's what <laughs> not
0: going for accuracy. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna hit this baseball and have a cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> I'm over the place. knocking the shit out of this baseball.
0: Yeah man. You don't know, mom.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. Okay.
0: That baseball gonna be iry. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: all over the place. Uh, you know what's okay. funny though? I uh, you still love him. I love him mixing that up. More than I loved Morgan Freeman's like overall Muslim accent that Mike pointed out where you're like, eh. What do you guys think of the baseball in this game? It movie? was good baseball. That's a great fact.
0: I didn't think it was good baseball. I thought
3: it was good baseball. In fact,
0: the play well. Yeah, me too.
1: The play good. that they went on looked eerily similar to the point where I looked it up to the winning play of Game Three of the World Series in two thousand and eight. The decisive game three win when the Phillies beat the Tampa Bay Rays on Carlos Ruiz's chopper and Bruntlett getting home to beat out the throw.
0: So do you think that the 2008 World Series was based on this movie?
1: Completely ripped it from this movie. (laughs) When they scripted it, they kept this. (laughs) Come on, I, I remember a lot from that World Series. Way more than I should have for the amount of alcohol I drank. And I, <laughs> I remember most of that World Series, and that play won the game, won game three, and it was a pivotal game three, and they went on to win the series.
0: Did you say, Major League, when they, <laughs> when they did Major <laughs> League, Major League, they did a Major League. <laughs> baseball,
1: actual <laughs> baseball content room. is boring.
0: Got any, got any of those chili dogs?
1: All right, so we, we, hold on, we did Vaughn, we did Serrano. Wesley Snipes.
0: It's funny because Wesley Snipes is really really funny and and I don't think he's generally known for doing a lot of comedy. Like he's mostly known as being an action star.
3: Well, cuz he hadn't done Passenger 57 yet, which is the thing that made him an action, an action star. Okay. Wait, what? Really? Was this Money his,
1: Train I, before or after Passenger 57 because after. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. Come on, mom. Dude, you're
0: talking. You're talking to some Wesley snakes. I
4: mean, look.
1: I feel like we're all in the cult of Wesley. I, I, I feel like we're
3: all
0: equals on this. So, I don't even pay my taxes.
3: <laughs> <I> mean, Solo. <laughs> when Solo went to go see Blade Two for the second time with me, I knew he was in. I would have seen it a third, fourth, and fifth time. That's one of the greatest movies
1: ever made. Isn't he? Or is no, Tom in- Tom Berenger <laughs> is
0: always so leathery in everything he does. I don't know what he like just got off vacation or something. I that's like,
1: right i
2: like that woman at the at the dinner party who clearly just wants to like take oh I, the bathroom I had a fight. note about
1: that it's the so woman funny. in the purple dress <laughs> it was just like oh you're a professional yeah, baseball player like, huh uh-huh mm, that's yeah. the strangest <laughs> mix
0: of people i've ever seen at a dinner party too it's like an old couple <laughs> and i was expecting to be like oh this is my mom or my dad but no it's just like old people that they know another random couple and then them
1: Here are all
3: the rich people in Cleveland. This is it, and all they have are little sandwiches to eat. Like I thought, it's like fancy (laughs) cocktail thing, and it's got a couple like ham and cheese sandwiches because that's fancy. Rich people don't eat big sandwiches. Rich people eat little sandwiches. And that, yes, and that woman is so... Look at this
2: guy over here eating big sandwiches like a fucking cousin (laughs) over there.
3: I want to talk about one of the negative
0: parts of this movie, which was the score, which I felt was just like a hot mess, (laughs) which was just like they would start a scene and then the Lawyer Blues band would start playing. And then maybe like a scene and a half later, (laughs) they would just stop playing. Like... (laughs) did not make sense it was just like i felt like they were like okay they want us to play some more lawyer blues and it's like and they would go on for a while and then they'd be like oh wait stop okay okay stop like they were just scoring the actual cut of the movie in real time but uh that was that there was this one song which i do want to read some of these lyrics because i'm gonna like play oh I'm i want to sing them it,
3: right? if you're going the
0: actual that song, song yeah i'm gonna play the song but th- these are some of the lyrics to most of most of most of all, you by Bill Medley, which
2: not says. Randy Newman.
0: Pennies wasn't uh, he
2: the singer of like the the
3: Drifters? I don't or know, somebody? but
0: this these lyrics are just like Sound made weird. me laugh out loud.
3: You know that was a little Spanky.
0: <laughs> it's, he says. Oh, Woke up one day, what did I find? Holds in day. my pocket, memories Forty. on my mind. So many things oh, are lost oh, along the way. Pennies and dreams carelessly spent, pieces Memories of time. Who knows where they went? Is there a chance to pick up the pieces? So i things I'm chasing after rainbows. So Look around your life and find no one's the there. No one's there. Damn. Damn. These lyrics, this episode I mean, sucks. Really sucks. <laughs> I'm tearing up. I was laughing. I'm I was crying, up. laughing when I heard those lyrics. <laughs> I was like, but you got This
2: movie it. makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me feel. <laughs> It's, this movie's a That's ma- a masterpiece.
3: Give me some Bill Medley like impression because he was like
5: pieces in my pocket, put them in the hole. Are we sure that's just not yeah, Randy? I'm Newman? I'm pretty sure like name.
1: Bill Medley's Randy Newman. No, like, it's starting out. Pieces go. in my pocket. Hey, <laughs> like when he hey. wants to play small venues, he wants to play the local bars. Randy Newman just calls himself Bill Medley. <laughs>
0: Sprague, did you notice that there's a there's one helicopter shot in this movie that looked like it was like stolen? It's like they're racing. Yes, yeah, the camera
2: was like waving all over the place. It's like
0: it looked like they were like that guy. He's gonna give us his helicopter for 15 minutes. Get in there with a camera right now. It's like <laughs> duct
1: tape it to the duct tape it to
0: the bottom and go. It's like I only got one shot. He's like, fine, whatever. We got a helicopter shot now. We're a real movie. I just have one more joke I wanted to say which was awesome when he's getting kicked out of the dinner party and he's like don't you ever come back here again and he goes
5: suck my dick <laughs> So
0: good That was a good joke. <laughs> I like the the dialogue doesn't sound like a movie yeah. to me. I think that's why
2: I like it. It just sounds like the way people talk. Like that's like like nobody's being clever. Most of the time, they're just telling each other to suck their dicks and like fuck oh, you. Like nobody's trying asking to be about like, their wife
1: colorful. and their their wife and my kids. Right. <laughs> like,
3: That's an. It's so good. It's so good. I love this movie. I know. I, you I really know what? Do. We're gonna have to punish you and watch Field of Dreams or Bull Durham. That's because you hate. I love, I yeah, love Bull Durham. Love Durham's, Bull Durham's not fun. You know what? I, I like Bull Field Dreams. of
1: Dreams too. I'm fine with emotional baseball. I don't hate emotional baseball. I'm fine with with tear jerking baseball. I'm Dude, fine
3: with dead. that. Dad. Do you want to have a catch?
1: I want to have a catch. Do you guys want to have a catch? I just want to have a I catch. I want to have a catch.
3: Yeah. I, I do.
2: I want I'd want love a have a catch right now. <laughs> Mike, 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 you want to have a catch? Yeah, Dad. Mike, oh. I mean, Josh, <laughs> I
0: don't know where that came from.
2: Michael.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so before we deliberate i, I do want to take care of some uh laundry here some business <laughs> uh we had some comments uh on past movies that i think were really good uh one was from jill who you might know josh as i know her. You live with her <laughs> you might know her as the mother of your children
3: yeah uh, She's this- baby mama so they couple. say. A couple <laughs> other names.
0: So she brings up a really interesting point here about the Lost Boys. She says, question to throw out here. Do you think only people who were already either evil or predisposed to violence as humans make it as vampires? David and his crew all so clearly delight in tormenting and killing people. So is that a character trait that is brought out over time, the longer uh, someone is a vampire? or they already total a-holes and being a vampire lets them really shine
1: did she write a hole
0: <laughs> instead of like asshole a-hole. yeah oh
1: name. my god did,
5: did <laughs>
0: asterisks
1: or just a hole a hole
0: a hole holes a-hole.
2: Uh, i feel like hole think? is the more offensive part of that word but what i want you to get- see it written as h star l e
3: i think that uh i i think it depends on how long you here's my serious nerd answer how uh, how long you've been a vampire does matter because once you start going through generations of people dying, you start to not care. Mm-hmm. On the other end, apparently during the 80s, if you were into punk rock or whatever was going on in <laughs> Santa Clara, it just I made close. you an asshole. Yeah, it just made you, or if you were into Timmy Capella, you just made you an asshole and it, all of it was made you the best vampire that you could be. So you think it was
0: the hard Santa Carla live-in that just made that a breeding ground for vampires because people but lived hard. Didn't mind taking out a, a fool.
1: Yeah, I mean, the exception would be <laughs> Max, right? The elder vampire that's apparently no. been around is like the gentleman of the group, and he's seen more shit than Kiefer Sutherland has. So yeah. I, I I tend to think it's- Remember like, when you said Mannequin was better than Lost Boys solo? I did not oh. say that, for the record. And I just didn't love Lost Boys. It's
3: so simple. You're off the podcast. Uh,
0: so this comment is from David. It's about Major League and Robin Hood. I know this is a strange take on this movie, but it reminded me a lot of Like a Magnificent Seven. Lots of intervening story arcs with the main characters feeling fleshed out. Still a funny movie, even if you aren't a baseball fan. Then he goes on to say, as to why they called him Robin Hood... When when he wasn't wearing a hood, I think that goes back to hood being another name for thief. I think Correct. we kind of talked about that. Like he lives in the maybe it didn't make the final
1: cut, but yes, we we discussed the.
0: Eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, Robin Hood.
2: Hoodlum does not sound like a ancient, like a four hundred year old English word. Sorry, I I'm challenging know. this.
1: But no, it's, it's true. That's ye that's old fact. hoodlums. I agree. I agree with David. It's not hoodlum. It's it's hood. I think hoodlum yeah. came from hood, or oh, like he
0: wears a hood.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Mm. But I mean, it's not like we <laughs> can type this into some kind of supercomputer and search the origin. I know. Of hood, if only so. there was a way. So I'll get into it. Okay, I'll go first. Does this movie suck now? I'm gonna say that this movie doesn't suck now, but I do have some caveats. It's definitely better than Robin Hood because I think. There, there is a similar thread to where this is. Uh, so this is an ensemble cast with with good characters, and funny characters. That um, Robin Hood kind of falls flat because it is too long, and this is not too long. Like you get, I think you kind of get who the characters are. They have all. They all get to do their little bits. They're funny, but I, I would say like this movie didn't get to a point where i was like this movie is so amazing and i forgot how amazing it was so i'm kind of like saying that it definitely doesn't suck but it didn't blow me away it gave me some laughs uh soundtrack was terrible (laughs) i I laughed at the soundtrack as much as i laughed at the comedy in the movie but uh i would say it doesn't suck but it's not yeah I I'll just, I'll just say it. it doesn't suck, so
3: you know that I wrote like piano equals love equals sad for the soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> lawyer blues that's yeah <laughs> all right, I'll go next uh does the movie suck now? uh no, I don't think it sucks now. It's still a very enjoyable movie to uh watch that i I like the comedy in it, and I'm gonna bring this back to like mannequin where. I laughed at Mannequin for all the wrong reasons, and I didn't have that with Major League. I thought the comedy was actually good. I just would want more of it, but would I watch it again? Yeah, I think it's a really fun watch. I think I would have loved to see more of the games in the season. I think I saw more games in the South Park, well, not South Park movie, but in basketball then i saw games <laughs> in this movie and i think just with the ensemble cast that they had and on talking about all that it would have been any, like it would have been a really great movie to always revisit but no i don't think it sucks now um i just think the middle love section was kind of boring but i definitely watch it again and uh yeah i think that's all i think about that okay ma'am, all right that's it <laughs> do you want the final word i'll go and then you can have the
1: closer
2: I'll close it. Yeah. You
1: can, you can close it out.
2: i want to close it out.
1: All right. So I agree. Win? I, I do not think it sucked now, but I'm very consistent with the Gugino boys that it, there, it just wasn't enough. Like if there's anything, I feel like a lot of the criticisms we've had for previous movies, maybe the most recent ones, and then they've just been too long and there's stuff we wanted out of it. We're talking about the scenes we wanted to cut and how we could just get right to the meat of it. And this movie was the first opposite, where I wanted more of, you know, I wanted more Vaughn, I wanted more Hayes, and I wanted more parts of the movie that I felt like would have made it, like, even more awesome of a comedy. Um, But that's, I mean, look, if that's the deepest criticism, then that's not bad. So, I, I definitely don't think it sucks. I thought it was a very enjoyable watch. It was funny you know, the, the 30 year old comedy held up and I liked it. And yeah, I, I I didn't, it didn't blow me away as a baseball movie though. It depends on like what sort of metric you're watching it through. I don't think it pulled on, you know, like we can get into that a separate point, but it was an enjoyable rewatch. It doesn't suck, but it didn't blow me away. So there that's, that's my final on that. All
2: right. So I have zero pages of notes. I did not, I did not even bring my notebook to this movie. I sat with a bowl of popcorn and and some beer and I watched major league and I loved it exactly the same amount that I've loved it since I was 10. I've loved this movie for 30 years. To me, it's impossible to separate my, like my DNA from this movie, this movie, like we said, it came out when I was 10. Uh, you guys were, would have all been in like the nine to 12 year old range too when this came out and uh i took like what i wanted to be as a baseball player when i was a kid from this movie as much as from real players i i loved like i learned how to curse from this movie and from from mike and (laughs) and like uh i didn't even realize it until now but like uh like renee russo's like look (laughs) had like a big effect on me and the kind of women that i'm attracted to like this movie has
1: like yeah. it
2: has a deep resonance to me. And I also just think it's like this movie has movie magic. And I think that's like this unqua like you can't qualify that. Like it flies by. It's funny. It's it gives you like it pulls on your heartstrings. But in a way that I find like earnest and really sincere and not manipulate like sometimes when a movie pulls on my heartstring it makes me mad because I feel like I'm being like cheated into emotions. I'm being tricked. And this movie, I just feel like it's just like dealing with like real shit, like real human shit. Tom Berenger heartbreaking this movie and it's sad. And when they, when Rene when they, when they Russo, like she keeps looking at him like, man, like I'm going to totally do something stupid and get back with this guy. I know it every time. I just love this guy and I don't know what to do about it. Like, I don't know, as, a, as somebody who's lived life, I find that like really resonates and it's honest and it's funny. And I just fucking love this movie. It's <laughs> my favorite baseball movie of all time. Can I I'm ask going, you an I'm honest going right, question? Yeah.
1: How much of your, cause I'm just picking up on the context that you laid down <laughs> honestly. And I'm, you know, it's going to be tough. How much did nostalgia play into your rating of this movie? I, I don't, I
2: can't even answer. I honestly, I don't like nostalgia. It's not my, it's something that I think you have to be, you have to like treat it like a drink or a, a substance that alters your mind. Like you want to be, you only want a little dab of nostalgia. You don't want to dive into nostalgia. That's like a cesspool there. So I don't know. But, I I thought it was still funny. I thought it still moved. I thought the characters had even more depth than I'm a little older. I just love it. It's my favorite baseball movie. I'm putting it second on my ranking. I'm going Mm. Big Trouble, Major League, Lost Boys, Boys, (laughs) Crawl, Beastmaster, and then I can't wait until Mannequin is just erased from my memory because I hated it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is number two. Prince of Thieves. That's Prince again?
2: uh, Oh, that's below Beastmaster prince of thieves isn't like i couldn't muster enough energy to hate prince of thieves because it's not like it's not worth (laughs) it
0: (laughs) but i think like you're you had the same reaction to this movie as i did with the lost boys where it's hard to watch it like i've never seen it before because it's so just like in my brain there's no sort of me at 41 watching it and me at whatever 11 watching it so it's right it's tough
2: it's the same because you're the same when you watch it and maybe that's the movie magic and maybe that's like being tainted by nostalgia like is saying but i feel like this movie like it's it's really well crafted it knows what it's doing it doesn't try to be anything more than just like 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 a baby boomer baseball fairy tale
0: i think i really agree i like i definitely really agree with everything that you're saying i just did not have that experience watching it Mm -hmm. so i could i could totally understand and why you're saying everything uh you're saying and i agree with a lot of it it just did not at a gut level when i watched it again it didn't make me go like wow like i gotta see this again that was really good i I think i think listeners
2: yeah i think listeners should air to listening to what you guys said about it more than me unless you already know that you feel that way in which case, you should just listen to what I'm saying and ignore everybody else. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> where would just you like, rank it? If you're it, a then? casual, yeah, where do you rank it, Mike?
0: Our rankings were Big Trouble in Little China, Lost Boys, Chrome. You had
2: Lost Boys higher than Big Trouble in Little China. Do I your did, own ranking. I did. Stop trying you're... to stop trying to code. Co- no, it's like, not a we ranking. This is a collapse. All ours in together.
3: Yeah. Do your own shit. I don't yeah, want yeah, you so, ruining the to league, Mike. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Right, I'm taking so my ball and going home.
0: For me, number one is Lost Boys. Number two is Big Trouble in Little China. And I think, like, Kroll or Major League could be number three for me. That's a really hard toss-up for me. I would put Major League ahead of Kroll just because I do think it's really funny, and I would probably watch that more than I would watch Kroll. Then it would be Kroll. Then it would be Beastmaster. Then it would be, uh, you know, Robin Hood and Mannequin.
2: Robin Hood's so forgettable. Maybe we should dock it more.
0: Because well, I, well, we're all <laughs> we only curious. remember it I as
2: mean,
1: being if it's in. just beating Mannequin, it's pretty docked. Yeah,
0: well, we, are, so, we mean, are, we did those are the two movies that we said sucked, so obviously right. they should be at the bottom. First right? of all, yeah. I'm not sure if but, we should
3: be talking about docking, but I just think is that like a, what? Is that, is that <laughs> a thing? Explain that. I, don't uh, know. That yes. I guess it's, that, all right.
1: It's when you if take, I'm gonna Google that right now. What am I gonna find?
3: It's when you take two I PlayStations and then you, when you take two. Salamis, and you put them together in the front. And
0: then the salamis are are stocking. What does that do?
3: But you have to be. um, It's a sensitive area, solo. It's called stealing home with your salami. Okay,
0: let's stop talking about. I'm so glad
1: we went there. We were (laughs) doing doing so well. All right, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. So the rankings. Uh, Obviously, I mean, it's funny to listen to your rankings, Mike, because I feel like the only real difference we have between the way that we're looking at movies, at least the two of us, are uh, Lost Boys and Beastmaster. And everything mm-hmm. else is fairly consistent. I, I would also rank Major League. It was tough. I was trying to figure out where to put it in relation to Kroll. Because my, my top is still Big Trouble in Little China. And I think I'm giving number two to Kroll by like wow, I love it. I love that Kroll is number two. A, a half course. a step. Kroll gives me a half. It's like, it's safe by a half a step over major league. It's just the, the the whole like wiping my mind going in like Zen clean and rewatching the movies. I just, I loved Kroll that much on the rewatch. And good for you. Just an inch more than major league. (laughs) I love it. And then, um, and then it's like the, uh, that wasn't Robin hood. What was the other mannequin? oh no not mannequin, Beast mannequin still dead last no, Beastmaster is still second to last and um, lost boys lost boys yeah it's lost okay. boys then followed by all
3: uh, right these
2: lists are getting too long they're unruly it's dave lot, really it. bring it okay. home bring it home <laughs>
3: um we're around i'm gonna third. also say talking about yeah talking about the uh watching it and having nostalgia connected to it I think for me personally, it helps because then I already know the movie, so it helps me kind of watch it and be like, I never noticed that extra Tom Selleck mustache, or I never noticed that other mullet in the background mm-hmm. there. Like yeah, because Tom I've Selleck seen it. not
0: in this movie. <laughs> we're gonna do Mr.
3: Baseball. It's gonna happen. The, the mullets but, are
2: fantastic in this movie. They, they Robin Hood's mullets fucking sucked, and the mullets are really satisfying. In this
3: Medieval mullets or 1989 mullets? I don't know. I want 1989. So mullets. The
0: only thing Wonder. that Mr. Baseball and this movie have in common are baseball and mustaches.
1: <laughs>
3: <it>. And quickly <laughs> down under. No, I but
2: think, no that, major league is a re- is like a reverse Mr. Baseball Dave Fagino, 2020.
0: <laughs> Quote me on that. Mother- I want to watch Mr. Baseball now to see what he's talking about. That's I know, like how we're know, all I'm we're sorry. all
1: reverse Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, it's like Rookie of the Year meets Bull Durham.
0: Every character is reverse Benjamin. Buttons.
2: Susan Strand and seduce No, no, run.
0: <laughs> every character is memento with with memory.
3: <laughs> right. What? They write it down on baseballs, and they every hit character called memento. <laughs> every characters in right. so, sixth sense but alive.
2: The <laughs> next movie we're gonna do, we agree Into my strange. ranking. Are,
3: wait, is ranking. oh, rankings. rankings. So I'm still gonna go big trouble and actually I have to agree with Josh no, is that
2: any of my rankings.
3: I, I'll agree with you on the sense of certain nostalgia things when it comes to big trouble, but I definitely try to look at it with a new vision or new eyes, however you want to call it. So big trouble I'm gonna go. This is gonna get funky. I because I know I'm trying to think of what I would really watch again. I would go Major League, and then Whoa. I would. I'd go, fucking
2: watch Major League right now. And if then I, I would go. It was right. on on the TV. I
3: would watch it. Then I would so on, go on the TV. Lost Boys, mm-hmm. and then I would go. Crawl. Crawl. Beastmaster. Robin Hood, and then Maybe. Mannequin. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening
2: to uh, us decide that Major League does not suck. Uh, I now. give now, or now, now, <laughs> or ever. I'm gonna say, and uh, and our next movie is going to be. Uh, we're gonna jump back into. We're gonna jump in the '90s, and we're gonna get uh, another perspective on the. I'm gonna say, uh, game changing uh, horror movie, screen because you can totally break horror movies into pre- and post-Scream worlds. Absolutely. And uh, it's going to be really fun to go back and, yes. and revisit this movie and see if it's like, if, if it's, be- I'm curious to see if Scream has become so ingrained into our culture that the entire movie just seems like a cliche and whether we feel like that gives it power or takes away from it. I'm really curious to see that.
3: So before right. we go, I also quick, believe quick, Mannequin was a game changer too because the world was better was before not, that movie came out. It was not a game changer.
0: <laughs> quick before we go, quick because uh, I haven't seen Scream in at least twenty years. Quick, yes or no? Does it suck now, Dave? Yeah. Gut feeling, Josh Sprague.
2: No, I think it's. I think it's still good.
0: Josh Solo.
1: I think it does, man.
0: Wow. Yeah, Mike. Mike? I think I'm I'm gonna give it a maybe. one, two, three. I'm gonna give it a maybe. <laughs> okay.
2: I right, bet you wait, at least, wait commit on that. <laughs> at least two of us at least two of us, I don't know who, but at least two of us are gonna defend are gonna end up being like, no, this movie's fucking awesome. A- yeah. And then I think we're gonna get a good discussion out of it. We'll so, saying, um,
1: uh, and we I think all four of us are like well schooled and highly opinionated horror movie fans too. So it should oh, be yeah. interesting. Well, I don't
2: I don't think we're well schooled based on like the internet of horror movie fans
0: we've we've seen seen a lot lot of horror movies we've seen
2: enough but we're not like let's not hype it up like we're gonna be dropping some serious horror we're not
0: leonard malton here over here
2: of horror (laughs) movies (laughs) Wes craven he was was in gremlins 2 motherfucker
0: yes
3: we're meeting. no Mer- 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 Merges Meredith. Merges Meredith? Bar- Bar- <laughs> Merges Meredith. <laughs> Merges right Meredith. On- Ber- on- um, great. Anyway. All, all
0: right. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, if you like us and you like our grating voices, giving you hard <laughs> opinions about movies and, and ruining your nostalgia, listen to us. Rate Hard us, opinions. five stars, comments, all that. We are we're on three stars. Facebook, three stars, whatever you want to do. Think, I'll take I'll take a three or above. Spotify, Apple it. Podcasts, what was the other one? SoundCloud. Please email your comments. murder Please watch Scream and email us a, a voice memo or comments. We read them, we play them on the show, and we love What's you guys. The email until next yes, time. Please please send your comments. What's the is, email? The email is Gugino Productions. G u g g i n o at @gmail.com send us and we are numbers. and we are does, does it this suck, suck now? Now? Now?
5: Now.
2: now
4: now
5: all right class settle down everyone sit down and shut up I'm putting on a movie. Don't you miss the days when your teacher
1: was so hungover, they just threw out the lesson plan and put on a movie? Well, that's every day here at Video High. Our curriculum caters to those who love the least loved films in cinematic history. The idea that this movie has a coherent A plot, let alone a B or C plot. This movie's too stupid. And then they do, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> they wrote this. Like, good job, guys. Join Casey Regan, Greg Hansen, Josh Roth, and myself, Jamie Kennedy, as we plumb the depths of video not-so-classics. This movie is sort of like a boner. It, like, is embarrassing to those who make it and offensive to those who see it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whether we think it rules or is actually total junk, hijinks will ensue regardless. Who else's favorite character was the bartender pirate? The set was good. That was like a side character who had a lot of fun business. The fart joke was motivated. (laughs) (laughs) Video High is your B movie education and ours. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to talk movies with you. The movie is rated PG thirteen. But I do not know who, over the age of 13, this is aimed at. Great question. I mean, we're coming to find out. Me. I think it's (laughs) it's
2: us. Welcome Welcome to to Video Video
0: High. High. Video High. Up up, up, in in your, your ears. Podcast Network.